When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Football. Ah, uh, not just any Purple Daily as I as I hit the button that turns my mic on because I'm a professional. Comments from YouTube, uh, PD, brought to you by our friends, Presenting sponsor, Surly Brewing, of course, the best beer in town, if not the world. And TCL TV, if you're not watching your sports on TCL TV, what are you doing? Best place to watch sports, TCL TV. Zolgad and Declan Goff, as always, uh, comments from YouTube edition of Purple Daily on Monday. And Declan, the floor is yours. All right. Comments from YouTube every Monday and Saturday on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Drop a comment on our YouTube page if you'd like your question answered. What's uh, a, lot, a lot of questions about the schedule. Mm-hmm. Let's start with this one from Derek. So I get why the schedulers want Vikings and Packers in the last two to three weeks of the season. But why do the Vikings always go to Lambeau at the end of the season when it's cold and crappy? Why can't the Vikes get Lambeau in the first four to five weeks when it's still nice and sunny in Wisconsin? Uh, well, one, because... It's more fun from a television standpoint, from a visual standpoint, if true. it's freezing cold it is true, yeah. and snowing. Second of all, that comment, it's based on, and this is not a criticism, but it's based on recency bias because as recently as like 2018 and 19, I believe the Vikings made early season trips there. They did. I want to say they were there at the Daniel Carlson game, which, believe it or not, is not that long ago. It was like in week two. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's two things. One is they juggle that so that there there will be, and it feels like when they get into schedule um, tendencies that we'll get the same thing for a while. So they juggle that not on a year by year basis, but it feels like more like every two or three years. And second of all, games in Lambeau Field in December that mean something from a television standpoint are a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That's why. Yeah, pretty plain so, and simple. Yeah, week two. Or, excuse me, 2019, they were there, like I think, like in week four, because Kirk had an awful game. I've been even the second game of the year. And 18, they were there early they as well. They were there well. early in 18. Um, and then they, I believe, in Kirk's first year, they beat the Packers here in like the November, October game. And then 2020, obviously, they opened here. Uh, yep. uh, yes. Green Bay was here. Yep. And then the Vikings went there, what, in October, and they got a win. So it was. I, I prefer it. I love the cold. Give me the cold weather. 
I love I love the cold weather football. You you just went on a well, rant last weekend about how you th- th- we should be an outdoor football team to a degree. So I love the cold weather. Right. And the Bring schedule, it on. And the schedule is not designed for fans of teams. It's designed for <laughs> it's designed for the viewing public, right? Yep. So, so like the league doesn't sit down and think what's best for Packers and Vikings fans. The league <laughs> says, how can we have well, as much fun as possible? Some uh, Vikings fans think the league is actually working for the for, Packers. Oh, I know. All, yeah, the all officials the time. all the time. They actually, they, they, know, are, I know. they could be shareholders. You never that's know. That's a whole nother. That's never another know. thing. Never know. Thanks, uh, more schedule thoughts here. Let's go to Terry. Terry says, if the Vikings win the opening game against the Packers, we will then see what this coach, Kevin O'Connell, is all about. Can he get them down off the Packer win and then ready for a Monday night <laughs> game in Philadelphia? <laughs> Oh my God! Can you get the team down off the Packer win? That is phenomenal. Oh man! And ready for a Monday night game in Philadelphia. And actually, I think we're going to have this conversation uh, later on too with Mackie and Judd when we're at full strength because Kevin Seifert, friend of the show, friend of Judd Zolgads on ESPN.com, who's now on the Vikings beat, or has pivoted, I should say, back to the Vikings beat for ESPN, laid this out that getting off to a hot start, I think, is imperative for the Vikings. Just the last few years, they have not gotten off. To that hot start, right? Kirk's here. They it's they, possible they had too. High, um, they were too. Yeah, they they need to get off to that hot start. Uh-huh. And look, hey, two tough opponents. I, I think they should be able to win Week One. But going to Philadelphia on a Monday night's not going to be a fun time to be a fun place to be. Excuse me. So, getting off to a hot start, we have yet to really see that from a Vikings team in quite some time. So you should be, in my opinion, you should split those first two. Okay. Okay. So I'm fine with one and one. It's the next games you should win. Detroit, right? In week three? That's a, yep, yep, yep. You yep. should win that game. I think that you should beat the Saints in London. The Saints don't scare me. Yep. You should beat the Saints. So that constitutes to me a hot start. Because so I don't think you're going to, three and one. Yeah, because I don't think you're yeah. going to beat the Packers and Philly. I think you should beat one of them. But it's the two games after that. And then it goes, if I'm not mistaken, Detroit at home, uh, the Saints in London, not at the Superdome. Uh, Chicago, Miami. I think you lose Miami, maybe, but I think you should beat Detroit. I think you should beat the Saints, and I know sure as hell the 2022 Bears should not beat you. No, not at all. I, I the, the Bears are going to be pretty bad. They, unless just, unless Justin be. Fields is somehow unlocked. they want to be bad. Yeah, they're unless, designed to be bad. Unless Justin Fields is somehow magically unlocked, which I I have questions on. So, uh, more more schedule questions here. Uh, Ruben says, "Most I'm most excited. I did this with the Vikings Ventline guests uh, on Sunday's episode of Ventline, and I asked them what schedule and what, what games on the schedule are they most excited for. And it felt like, uh, like it. in our comment section and with our two guests that were on Vikings Ventline, the Bills game comes mm-hmm. to mind. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Saints game in London is it's fun theatricals. You know, it's kind of a fun situation. Mm-hmm. Opening at home against the Green Bay Packers is good. But Ruben says, I'm most excited for Arizona because we always have good games against them. He's right. The Cardinals games have, at the very least, have always been wildly entertaining. I remember, was it Teddy Bridgewater's uh, first year there? That was a wild, rackets back-and-forth game. Um, yeah, they've always just had really good games against the Arizona Cardinals. I like that one. That's an interesting one. I didn't th- think of that. I do think that Cliff Kingsbury, I think this is his last year, unless they surprise. I think that this is it. Probably playoffs or playoff win or bust for Kingsbury, you think? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and as Kyler, I think they're going to do what what they can for sure to keep Kyler happy. Yeah, and if uh-huh. Kyler's not, I think he's gone. Kingsbury's gone. Um, 
I see that right now as we talk about the schedule in May as an eminently winnable home game. Hmm. That's one I think I believe when when we did um, uh, Judd, Phil, and Declan's 1.0 Viking schedule prediction. I bo- I'm almost positive I had that as a win. Yeah, should be it should be a win. They got a and also like Arizona isn't a pushover and they usually get off to hot starts, but that's also still a decent team. Kyler Murray, I like Kyler Murray. I have questions off about him as a leader off the field, but he's fun when he's on. Man, he's he's a joystick. Um, one more schedule thought here from Rain Man. Uh, he says, man, ready for this trap game thought here, uh, Judd? Sure. He says, man, you guys are underestimating the Jets. That's shaping up to be a classic Vikings letdown game, not to mention <laughs> the Jets have had the Vikings number the past few decades. Uh, the Vikings have won the last two, according to Rain Man, but the Jets beat them seven straight times prior to that, no matter how bad the Jets or the Vikings have been. Interesting. What about the Jets as a potential trap game I like for it. the Vikes? I like that. They made a lot of splashes, didn't they? Uh, yeah, they've the done game? some things. They've done. They've hey, they, they've improved themselves. Um, Rain Man, you're right. That's a potential trap game. The Jets. I just don't know if the Vikings by that point in the season are going to be in a position to have trap games because I have no idea if the Vikings are going to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jets have been a running joke now for how long? Right. I mean, it's been a long time. Um, but I don't disagree with that point. Yeah, it's a December. Like I sort of like it. It's a December home game for the Vikings. You know what, Declan? I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, sports, son. Okay. I don't know if the Vikings are going to win or lose that game, but I know one thing. Okay. And I think it's true of both of us. Yep. We will be enjoying at some point that, that day, you probably in-game, me post-game, yep. something, a favorite beverage that we both have from our friends at Surly Brewing. Now, in my case, Furious. Yeah, right. Big right. red can. In fact, in fact, I uh, went to the Twins game on Saturday, and I ducked out of the press box. And about the fifth, I said, "I'm going to go." Or in the fourth, I said, "I'm going to go enjoy one." Good for you, one surly. And I got the big can. Yep, the, the chip the big loves. Boys there. Yeah, I yeah. love the big. Bo- the big oh, it's so good! It's yep. so good. Now, in your case, surly it, supremes. That's what I was going to ask. What will you be be sipping on during the? Uh, Jets Vikings game. Yeah, probably. Uh, well, during the twin season, necessarily supreme because it's nice, it's hot yep. out. But by the time it gets December, right, we're we're now in colder weather territory, and it's a Sunday, and no one old Dex tweets if he had a few too many on Saturday, which he's known to do on with his surly That's beverages. Maybe, maybe a nice surly hell to get the hair of the oh, dog, I but at the, the same time, yeah. nice little lighter and crisper beer to enjoy on a December day. So yeah, surly furious, plenty of good products. And when you're drinking that stuff, you know what, Declan? What can the what can the Purple Daily Faithful do because they do it so well? Show us your cans. Show at, us your cans. At Jay Zolgad, J-Z-U-L-G-A-D on Twitter. Always love to see the fans sipping on a delicious Surly. All right. Let's uh, keep it moving. A couple more questions here. Uh, to Evil to Hope. Yeah, that's right. To Evil to Hope is this man's uh, username. He says, it's strange to say that we drafted, the way we drafted was money. Is it? Excuse me. A little bit of a typo here and also Declan's misreading. Is it strange to say the way we drafted was money ball? We don't operate with a different cap than other teams, and the cap isn't even considered when drafting. Saying it was an analytical approach makes sense, but not Moneyball. I know you, I know Phil's more of our Moneyball yeah, probably no question about here, it. right? I'm not going to lie here. Yes, he is. But is there Moneyball principles that Quasi and his staff are maybe using here? 
trying to maybe cut some corners and looking at statistics and looking at areas where Ooh. traditionally, yeah. you know, football guys like Ryan Grigson would you no know, not ignore, but right. he wouldn't lean on Grigson for these decisions. He would look on his new buddies and his new hires in this new system right. to try to get get the, get the most out of a value pick or a value player. So thinking through this, I think that's a I think there's some interesting points there. Dropping from twelve to thirty two definitely drops the price point. Now yep. it doesn't drop it by a boatload. It's not like it's huge, but it's you know, it drops it for a safety position, which again is yeah, you know what? Um I certainly wouldn't say that it's completely borrowing from what baseball did with, with the A's in the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. But I see the point. Like I wouldn't dismiss that. That's a solid point. Because you were, you were definitely trying to play around at times, not the whole time, at times, probably going from 12 to 32, which goes to the last pick of the first round, you're definitely playing around with how much you're going to have to pay. Now, conversely, I think you then eventually, what, came up in the second round? So you're actually paying that guy more. Um, but yes, I think that there are many tentacles to the approach that are different than probably what we are used to. I think Is that fair? Yes, and I think their draft philosophy maybe has more of those money ball principles than it does like building out their roster and free agency. Also, trades in the NFL, I mean, it happened a little bit this offseason. Trades have never been like that big of a thing up until, you know, I know Russell Wilson got moved, right. but and also the trade deadline in the NFL, easily, easily the most unexciting trade deadline of the four major sports. It's not close. Like, there's always... NBA, NHL, yeah. MLB. They you see a couple moves. It's maybe. maybe the only thing. Literally, might be the only thing the NFL can't hold their hat on to any other league. It's your trade deadline's cut. Just kind of blah. Yep. Just kind of blah. Doesn't really do anything for you. Yep. All right, uh, Judd. Before I transition to this next one from Sean E. G. New partner on Score North. Yep, that's it. exactly right, Dex. And and this is sports day here because okay. people are looking for jobs, right? Yes. People are lo- people out are there hiring? right now are saying, "Sports dad, I need a job. What can, can I do?" And I, I'm going to tell you right now, Polkadot Dairy is looking for drivers to join their team. Listen to these contractual specifics because I'm about to to tell you if if I was a GM, you're going to like what you hear right now. Okay. Starting salary $60,000, 401k match, and no weekends, early morning hours, so you are done early as well. A current CDL license is required. Polkadot Dairy, it's a Minnesota-based and family-owned company with a great workplace environment. Go to polkadotdairy.com. That's polkadotdairy.com. Click on jobs to apply. Again, $60,000, 401k match, no weekends, polkadotdairy.com. And and of course, when you do that, tell them, hey, Sports Dad said this is a great opportunity. That is right. Thank you to them for jumping on board at Purple Daily. Sean says on our Purple Daily question, uh, and this is actually an interesting one. Question, what do you think the percentage of winning probability is solely dependent on the quality of quarterbacks, including direct and indirect attributes? So <laughs> this is, now this is, there's probably no black and white answer to give to this one because he, he's also talking about the indirect attributes and whatnot. You can win, the Vikings have proved it for years, used to prove it for years, you can win with adequate, at best, quarterback play. right? Like they did it with T-Jack, they did it with Gus Verrat. Um, Case Keenum, I think, played out of his skis a little bit, but like Case is obviously not a above-average quarterback. No. But you can win with an average guy, but you, your ceiling is obviously then pretty lowered, right? And you don't. other teams aren't really scared of you if you don't have that elite quarterback that can kind of 
Rizey up. I would say, Judd, mm. what do you th- when you ask what do you think the percentage of winning probability is solely dependent on the quality of the quarterback? I mean, the quality of the I mean, it's a hundred percent that it's it's on the quarterback. It's the most influential position in sports, mm-hmm. but in terms of just maybe quarterback versus team, and can you get by on a bad day with your QB? What your quarterback does probably has about seventy-five to eighty percent chance of determining the outcome of your game. Wow, I think I think that's where I would go. It's a hard one to answer, but yeah, it's hard one to answer. That's where I would because your defense can't be a sieve. Your defense can't be terrible, but your quarterback has to be good, and the intangibles also become a a thing because the question then is. People who play quarterback who have huge intangibles can win you games on their bad days. So, like, it's not like things are always going great. Um, I mean, I don't think there's a clear-cut answer. It's a great question. I love it. I don't think there's a clear-cut answer, though. Right. Because there's so many variables that I need to know around that. Um, and if it's sort of a sideways shot at Kirk, I mean, yeah, some some of his shortcomings as a person playing quarterback are definitely exposed. Um, but yeah, that's a tough one. I, I will say, I think the answer to the question has definitely changed in the last 20 years. Um, it feels like there was a time where you could probably get by a little bit more, not a lot more, but a little bit more with your quarterback, not being the guy completely uh, that I don't think that's the case now. And so, you know, but that, but again, you know, Dex, this is why the whole question is, can Kirk Cousins be Matt Stafford, right? Yes. Because yep. like they're saying, essentially what people are saying who believe that that is the case is, well, hey, Stafford's ni- Stafford's really good and he's a nice player, but so is Kirk. Um, and so now we're about to find out. But I love the question. I just don't know it can be answered concisely and clearly because it's so, there's so many things that go into it. So I guess I'll, if I said it's 80%, that means one in every five games that like your quarterback just played disastrously, do you walk away as a winner? Like you, you would walk away with a win in one of those five, five games where that quarterback was solely awful. But at the same time, we've seen all, and Kirk's probably the poster boy of it. Kirk is a guy who puts up the amazing stats and doesn't get all the wins, right? Like that, this is, that's the, that's the cloudy nature of of the of the Rubik's cube here, you're trying to figure out of of how right. much how much influence that quarterback has because there's in football, yes, it's the most important position, but so many things have to be going your way, and also can you overcome that? Right. Well, I mean, it's a gray area. Case had a magical year in seventeen, just a magic carpet ride, but without that being a top flight defense, they still win games, but they don't win games like they did. No way. And so, like, the question becomes, what can you get away with? Um, what can the defense not do and you still win games? Um, and, and look, I mean, it also, it gets to me, Declan, as nuanced as this question. Does Kirk Cousins even throw that ball to Diggs to win the Saints playoff game? Because that's a broken that before. But, I mean, that's a broken play. Yep. And that's a play where all hell broke loose. And that's also a play that, like Keenum was a Keenum was the type of guy who was wired to say, "Let's do it. Let's take the risk." Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know that Kirk is so like this. Just it goes into so many questions. I love it though. Great, great question. Uh, some Judd comments here. Jake says Judd is losing all of his credibility. Oh, hold on though. He says, "Hold on." Oh, good. I know what's happening here. Yeah. His depression of the wild losing has ruined his soul. Now he's taking it out on the Vikings. 
Have I changed much since no, the you have, lost? Yes, have you changed? Uh, well, you were pretty upset about you're you're pretty upset about this wild team. Oh no, six. I am. But has my Viking have my Vikings takes changed? No, takes changed. No, they I not. came on today on PD with you and Mackie, yep. and I gave you four sort of well, at least three positive things. You did from the Friday rookie mini camp practice that I attended because you all out there deserve as much reality as you can get give it a little tease of one of those and you can go back and watch that full episode it's on this youtube channel it's on this podcast feed what was one of those things that stood out to you Jim? first impressions of kevin o'connell as head coach actually working with players wow i love it culture that's all i'm gonna change. give you culture change. that's all i'm gonna give you yeah but i'm folks i'm here for you yeah well ty doesn't think so uh ty says <laughs> the only thing that judd zolgad there's like seven z's in your in in the Z there. Why is that? What's uh, the need for that? I, th- I think he's interpreting two things. Uh, reading this, it means you're a snore fest, you know, like because it's Z's for sleeping. Oh, I like it. Okay. Or yeah. it's Zolgad, like we oh, like to do Zolgad. being, you know, okay. being kind of cheeky. I like it. Okay. Because the only thing that Judge Zolgad is excited about is being zealous about seeing Kirk fail. Just be real. Just be real, Judd. He wants you to be real. You want to see Kirk fail, don't you? Okay. No. Oh, I, I mean, the cousin stands are out there. There's nothing I, I can. You. I am a superhero fighting against the cousin stands. <laughs> That's what I am. I'm a superhero fighting. <laughs> I'm like a cartoon character fighting against yeah. you, cartoon character cousin stands. And there's nothing more I can do than bring reality, bring the reality to you every day. That's why I love you, people. And out there. and look, Judd, Judd is re- if. If Kirk leads this team to a Super Bowl, oh, it'd be great. Judd will. Judd might even get. Might, Judd might even tattoo Kirk onto his body. I don't know. Oh, that's not gonna. Happen. I would never I get would a tattoo. I would never get a tattoo. It's nothing against Kirk. I am a needle is not touching my body. Okay, I'm fine. not doing that. Not unless I have to have. Not unless it has to happen. Fair. Very. Fair. That's it. That's it for comments from YouTube. That's what we got. That's what we got. Okay, that's good. Back on Saturday for comments of YouTube. Back tomorrow with Mackie, Judd, and Declan. I pro formation on Purple Daily. We'll talk to you guys around.